0: Welcome, everybody, to Dine with the Divine. I'm your host, Ashley, and together we'll be exploring the magical, the mystical, and everything in between. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about some food magic and a beautiful Cinderella story, because we love a Cinderella story on this podcast. I hope you're having a great day, and if not, I hope it gets really much better soon. So today, we have a fantastic guest as usual. We have Carrie ann and Carrie ann is a Slavic-American folk practitioner living in the shadow of the New York City area. Her journey into folk magic has been under the tutelage of her Slavic baba and Polish Bob, bas- Bab- I couldn't say- I couldn't say this word, actually, because I've <laughs> said it before. Bob that's what I mean. You guys know what I mean. At a very young age, working with her ancestors, incorporating Slavic folklore and traditions such as seromancy, smoke divination, and pyromancy, along with a deep respect and understanding for the duality of the old ways, this has all shaped her practice. Carrie Ann considers herself a blend of hearth, hedge, folk, and folk traditions, walking between this modern world and that across the veil. Her unpredictable hedge abilities lend a little bit of spice to her goulash of a practice. Yay! So how are you today, Karian?
1: <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I am Absolutely. honored to be here. <laughs>
0: oh, great. No, I, I like, I really enjoy your content. It's really cute. It's really fun. I feel like I'm learning something. I, I really like it. I always start out by asking people, how did you start your practice with all your magical beautifulness?
1: Oh my goodness, this is the, <laughs> it's I don't think that my, my story is too far off from a lot of practitioners to be perfectly honest, because especially in folk magic, there is this, usually in, in folk magic, you're brought up in some type of an Abrahamic religion or tradition. And this is like the old ways, the things that, you know, your grandparents or your mother and father did outside of uh, of the church or the synagogue or wherever you you went and and worshipped. Because there was that, there is that, that, how would you say... And it's a colonization in in, in all cultures. Mm-hmm. And so even in the Slavic cultures, there was this, the, Christendom came in, Constantinople, and the Byzantine Empire came in and said, hey, you're all going to be Catholics now. Mm-hmm. And so the people, under fear of death, in most cases, they, they converted. But secretly, they kept their old ways. Mm-hmm. So this all ties into my story because I'm growing up, my mother was Roman Catholic, my father was uh, Byzantine Orthodox, and this is the environment that I was raised in. But a very, I knew more of the, the Slovak and the Polish part of my ethnicity than I did the American experience. And mm-hmm. so what happened was I'm immersed in all of this and I felt this, and then I would go see my baba or my babji. Mm-hmm. And like when my parents weren't around, they were teaching me these things. And so there was like this like religious tug of war, like back and mm. forth, like like I would feel a pull towards it and at the same I might be learning these things but at the same time like then I would go to church and then I would hear this is bad this is yeah. bad you can't be doing this and then I would say okay this is bad I can't be doing this <laughs> <it." laughs> but then I would start doing these things that, that I was being taught and mm-hmm. and so there was this like back and forth and back and forth for a long time for many years I mean I jeez I was knee-high to the sink when my grandmother started teaching me these things. Mm. Uh, So it's been with me for a long time. But I think it was probably in my 20s that I finally started to say, I'm going to carry this tradition and I'm going to do these things. And I've always had this in me. And then fully into my 30s, I just embraced it. And I said, Mm -hmm. this is just who I am. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. It's And and like you said, I... I hear all the people who've come on this podcast who are so willing to share their story. I think we all have that similarity of knowing something. A lot of people, it's because of their roots or where they're from. They know that. And they have this kind of magical thinking when you're a kid and then you get older and there comes a point sometimes where you feel like, oh, I got to be like everybody else. I'm not going to really deal with this. And then you just get older and don't care. So, like, like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like, like, <laughs> so I just love that. I And you know what? I feel like a lot of people, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like a lot of people never get to that point where they feel like they don't care and they mm. lose a lot of that magic in their life. And it sucks because yeah. it, it, it's such, and at least this is how I feel, I now can't imagine my life without this spiritual part of it. One of my friends said this one time, she's like, does everyone know how much fun this is? (laughs) (laughs) Does everyone, what are the rest of you guys doing all day? (laughs) You guys must be really (laughs) bored. Yeah. It's like, it's so weird. It's like once you can never go back.
1: That's fun. That's, such an incredible, I love the way you express that because I was having a similar thought the other day. It was interesting that I was just walking from room to room and moving things around and lighting candles and changing up herbs and things. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, this is just—I don't have to think about a daily practice. Mm-hmm. This is just who I am. Yeah, it, it, and it and it comes through in in the way I decorate my home and the things that I say and the things that I study and the people that I associate with. And this is nice. I like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, wow, the person I have become <laughs> is great. You know, <laughs> I'm really I'm really cool with this. It was either that or
1: maybe it was the mug work that I was born. I was born. <laughs>
0: I know mugwort will give you some thoughts. You'll be like, you know what? Actually, I'm awesome. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My life is pretty cool sometimes. Yeah, this is pretty nice. (laughs) I love that. Oh, that's so fun. So, (laughs) I also wanted to ask you so a couple things when I was looking at like your profile and different things that you do. What can you tell us? What what is seromancy? Because I didn't get to look that up. Oh, that's
1: just a big fancy word for reading how the wax drips off a candle.
0: That's all it is. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I think I've seen different types of how wax mm-hmm. wax drip. I've seen some people do it into water. Yeah. Yeah. That's a
1: more, tradi- that's a more, um, that's a more traditional. That's very, like, old country, old school way of doing it. Okay. But, um, there's so many different ways that, that you can do it because I think a lot of times what people forget is that, like, the old, our ancestors, they didn't have time to sit around and wait for a candle to finish burning yeah. and then to study it. While Baba was doing that, she was making bread and she was yeah. baking and she had to go down for coal and, you know, like she wasn't she was like busy. sitting yeah. studying the candle. Exactly. So, you know, like she didn't have time to sit there and to drip it into the water. But, you know, every so often, like if there was a real burning question about something was going on, if somebody gave you the evil eye or something, then yeah, mm-hmm. she would sit there and she would do it. But otherwise, you just let the candle burned down and you pray your intentions over and then you let the candle burn down and then you look at it and you see what shapes or how it burned if the if the smoke went to the east it was an emotional issue if it went to the west it was more of a political or something like that mm. they had their ways of knowing and so it was the same thing with the wax like how did the wax drip did it form? did it pu- make a puddle is it all on one side that kind of a thing yeah. okay
0: very interesting I'll, yeah, I'll be I... honest
1: with you. I looked up the words because I feel like I'm so folksy. I would just be like, just candle readings, and people would be like, it's called Saromancy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the per- I don't know. I'm a bumpkin.
0: <laughs> I love mm. that. I know. That's why I was like, I was thinking, at, like right before we started, I was like looking at the notes, my notes, real quick, and I was like, man, I should have looked up some of these words. <laughs> I don't know what the thing. it. <laughs> Pyro, I know, because when I was a kid, I knew I was gonna be magical because I love to burn stuff. And my mom would always be like, You're a pyromaniac and you're gonna burn this house down because I just like <laughs> to burn stuff. Like I was so weird. And then I remember, and this is so random, I remember I looked up like in we were talk I was watching some show that I probably shouldn't have been watching at the age of eleven. And they were talking about like serial killers and like how do you know your kid's gonna be like a serial oh, killer and they were like one of the things is they burn stuff and i was like trouble. yeah but then they were like hurting animals i was like oh no i don't do that but then i huh. thought of the time that like i cut a worm in half because oh. i found out <laughs> that it could multiply and i was like i have hurt animals i'm such a bad person <laughs> i was like i was worried for him i really oh. i remember being seriously very worried that i was going to become a serial killer and telling like my friend at school and she's like no ashley you just don't kill people and that's how you don't become one i was like oh okay <laughs> i
1: was like <laughs> no to i was like self. okay <laughs> i know no to self i
0: just don't have to kill anybody i was like okay i haven't done that so i guess I'm good for now. <laughs> oh, 35 years. I still haven't murdered anybody. So I think I'm all right now. I'm out of that phase. Oh, oh God. God. I'm safe. I know. I'm like, thank God. Passing <laughs> 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 phase, Right. I turned 18. I was like, oh, OK. I didn't murder anybody. I'm not going to become a child serial killer. It's fine. Oh, oh my God. Gosh. The Other thing I was going to ask you. So is smoke divination similar to that? Like you're reading. The smoke. Yeah.
1: I don't, to be honest, the way I learned it is like the candle is a whole unit. So okay. for us, we don't separate. Okay. okay I'm just going to blow it out and I'm going to, or I'm going to watch, or I'm just going to watch the flame or I'm just going to read the wax. The way I was taught it. And I mean, this is the thing about folk magic that's so beautiful is that mm-hmm. it's. It's like baking a cake. You and I can both have a cake, uh, a recipe for chocolate cake, but you might add vanilla in yours and I might not, or I might Mm -hmm. add something different or you might make yours with dates and I might sweeten mine with honey. There's still going to be chocolate cake at the end of the day. So for me, like I might say, this is how I learned it. And somebody might listen to this podcast and go, oh,
0: oh, absolutely not. That's not the way to look.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Okay. (laughs) That's why I only have 2,000 followers because I don't want to make anybody angry. I don't have time for that. I'm getting old now. i just want everybody to be friends. All I can say is this is the way I learned it, right or wrong, and it works for me. It's like you burn in the candle and you watch the flame and if there's any, like we call it soot coming off, how is it mm-hmm. burning? Is it burning clean or not? If it's a strong flame, is it leaning to the, to the east or the west? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, then, when you, and then, then ultimately when you blow it or snuff it out, we usually blow it out because then your breath goes into the flame. You mm-hmm. blow it out and you see how the smoke goes. If it's curling, if it's mm. leaning this way or that way, <laughs> but I always loved my grandfather was the funniest. We'd be doing to be like it means the house is drafty. <laughs> 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 and so I'm like, oh, my would be like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> like you guys are being a little silly right now. Yeah, it just there's it means, the hu- yeah, <laughs> it means the
1: house is drafty. I have to cock up the windows again. <laughs> it's cold.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Uh, that's like that the appalachian magic with the with the weather rock the yeah you, that the weather rock if the rock is wet, it means it's raining if you can't yeah. see the rock, it means it's foggy. <laughs> <hockey. laughs> I love that if the rock rolls down the hill, it's windy you know? I, know.
0: <laughs> I think it's well, a little bit more than that. I know a little, a little that is funny though uh, I like that. <laughs> haven't <laughs> heard that one i love that also when you were mentioning before about like the candles <laughs> again i really like to talk about outlander on this podcast so it made me think Ooh. of a scene in outlander where claire one of the main characters was making candles with the other ladies in the town and it seemed like an all-day activity so i was like babka was like you know what i'm gonna use this candle for divination but i also have to get things done and do you know how much work it took me to get candles <laughs> exactly yeah exactly either either she made them or she had to go to a lady who made them who charged her and she's like oh my gosh no
1: listen i think like i i remember a while ago i had posted something about making candles i posted it just recently about it again it just made Mm -hmm. me think of it and the person was like you repurpose your candles and i was like yeah if i burn down a candle for a particular intention or whatever and there's a Mm -hmm. a half of an inch and it, it won't uh, light anymore and I have a bunch of candles in the same fragrance or color and I know that it wasn't used for banishing or something and I'll yeah. put them in the water boil them down and I'll make a new candle out of it and <laughs> repurpose it but what about all the old intentions and I'm like I just do you think my grandmother had time for that she's like <laughs> this candle left I burn them together I have a new candle I pray over it it goes away you repurpose it you put new energies into it you ask for it to be cleansed or just the simple fact that it's sitting in a pot of water and there's steam and vapor you can put your intention to it and cleanse it i'm cleansing this wax for the purpose of using it for a new ritual there you go (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes it's just like what you were saying like folk magic is really about using what you got and you don't have to have anything fancy if you don't want again we love fancy things i love fancy things but if you don't have them you can still do it like you don't need it People, you know, back in the day, they were like, we got some apples, we got a candle, and we got a knife. All right, we'll figure this out. <laughs> there you and go. String. We'll figure it out, whatever.
1: Somebody a- said, to, said to me one time, she said, I said it. They saw a picture of of my athame and they were like, that's Mm -hmm. not an athame, that's a kitchen paring knife. And I go, yeah, you want, you want to argue with Baba about that? (laughs) I don't want to argue with her. She says that's what it is. And I mean, honestly, you know, like they didn't, she didn't call. It was her knife. It was for for cutting cords. It was for cutting connections. It was for like that kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. And people would say, what kind of a witch are you? And I was like, listen, first of all, if I ever said to my Baba that's what she was, she'd probably smack me. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not... you were just doing the work is that's what she called it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And a lot of things, there's so many things in a lot of our different cultures that we don't realize is, quote, now people are like, ooh, it's so witchy. But most of the time you're like, nah, no, that's just like what we do. Like, we, you pour out liquor. Anybody, gang members pour out liquor for their dead homies, right? Is that still yeah. a thing? Yeah, I mean, and that's folk magic. You know what I mean? That's yeah. an offering to your ancestors. It's the same yeah. thing. So, like, there's things we do all the time that we don't realize are actually magical. We just don't label it because we're like, oh, especially in different cultures. Because you're just like, no, that's just what we always do. We just yeah. always do it like this. And is, is there a reason? No. You, there is a reason from 3,000 years ago. But for you're like, no, this is just my everyday activity. When I leave the house, I throw holy water. When I do this, I do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just normal to you. Yeah, yeah. So that's a beautiful thing, folk. Well, uh, we had a lot of people on this podcast who do folk magic and I love how everybody has their own practice and also how it becomes so easy for them. Like you said, it just integrates itself into your life. Like it's just, it's very beautiful like that. I love a little folksiness. It's fun. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is so random. I have a Polish coworker who I absolutely adore. She's hilarious. And there's a town in Poland and it's beautiful. It has all these like folk art, and all mm-hmm. over it. It's it starts with a Z. I'll have to put a, p- a in the show notes. But I'm just hearing her right now because she always makes fun of me because I'm always like, oh, I want to go to this town. It's so beautiful. She's like, I don't like the folk. The folk. That's what talking about. And she just is like the funniest person on earth. I'm just imagining her yelling at me talking about the folk. The folk. She's hilarious. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh. I was going to say you said this town starts with a Z. I was going to say that's half the towns in Poland <laughs> no. starts with a Z, and it has a name that is very long, and all the J's sound like Y's, and all the W's. I won't even I won't even venture. I, I, won't, even venture a, I won't even venture a guess because
1: I'm more Slovak American than I am Polish American. Yeah. So.
0: I know it's there. I mean, they're both pretty difficult languages actually to learn. They're very hard, but. They're very cool. Like, when you hear people speak Slovak, I like it. and It just sounds good. I enjoy it. Okay, we're going to go to our next section, which is our dish of the week. So, you mentioned goulash in your biography. And I was like, I don't even know what goulash is. So that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, I was like, I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of it.
1: Goulash is just, it's just really, it's just a a word that means like a stew. And I think every culture has their stews. It's a food of the poor people. and, And if you could get meat in it, Hey, it was a good day. <laughs> and a lot of people would argue that goulash is more of like a a hung a Hungarian kind of a thing. But all mm-hmm. the Slavic cultures have their goulashes. In particular, I know my Baba used to make well everything is with cabbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of cabbage. We would make what we call kapusta, which is mm-hmm. like a you would a cabbage and the sauerkraut and pork, mm-hmm. and you would boil it down, and it, it ends up just being it stick to your ribs, good comfort food for the winter time in particular and then Mm. if you had a little bit of cleve, which is a bread when you made at home then you dip it in there and that was good just it was to fill you up stick to your ribs good home cooking kind of a thing
0: yeah when i was reading like excuse me in particular this recipe that's what it sounded like and again Mm -hmm. like you said there's so many cool there's so many cultures we had some in our Podcast earlier, it was from Guyana talking about cook up rice, which was a similar idea. It was like mm-hmm. whatever you had, you put it in there, and right. that was the situation. And like you said, if you had some meat, ah, we're having a great day. Like, like exactly,
1: just... put a little bit of andurki po- potatoes in there yeah. you speak, you to fill up the space. And yeah, uh, yep, absolutely. And and of course, I wouldn't be Slovak if I didn't say so make sure you add the garlic and the paprika, lots of paprika.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I <love the> paprika. <laughs> I love it. yeah, it's a very yeah, I see it's very like hearty. if you can do it, it's very hearty, mm-hmm. and it's probably something that was well, easy to cook for the whole family. Like we're all yep. gonna just eat this. And like you said, winter time, these are mm-hmm. countries where it gets cold. You gotta you like to have a warm soup. Everyone can eat it. All the usually it's the women who are cooking. They're probably like, look, I'm tired. I don't have time to be cooking all this stuff. Let me just cook a big pot so everybody can eat it, and I don't leave you alone.
1: Second relax. Absolutely. It's definitely a a home, a comfort food. It's definitely one of those foods that when you're having a bad day and it's what you're like, I could really go for a goulash, you know, kind of a thing. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I mean, you're like, look, my husband's from Colombia, from the country Mm -hmm. of Colombia. Colombians have their sancocho (laughs) and the the Creole French have what, gumbo. Yeah. And the Irish have their beef stew Mm -hmm. and we have our goulash, our our capusta.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love it. So, some of the ingredients in this particular goulash we have onions, green peppers, ground beef, garlic, mm. tomato sauce, diced tomatoes, beef broth, Worcestershire sauce, seasoned salt, Italian seasoning, bay mm-hmm. leaves, dry noodles, and cheese. You could put cheese. But no, like, you don't put cheese in cool. I don't know. That's what I was like. Mm, I wouldn't <laughs> want to eat this with cheese. It sounds like cheese going to ruin it, honestly. I would Dad, like it without I, cheese. Yeah. If they had
1: cheese, it would be farmer's cheese, which is like a cottage cheese. And I don't think you would put that. I, no. I think my grandfather would hit me if I put that in the <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably like the very American version because they're like, cheese.
1: <laughs> cheese goes good in everything. No, I I, honestly, it sounds it's it is a version of a goulash. What I was talking to you about is more it comes out to be a little, a, like a most like a white sauce to it. But oh, the, type okay. of goulash, the, the type of goulash that you're talking about is a really good goulash. And it's almost like a beef stew. And mm-hmm. it's real rich. And of course, it's like anything. If you have a bread to just dip in there and oh, mm. And then you I need a nap see. afterwards. <laughs>
0: yes, this looks like a nap meal, but I, yeah. I, I'm going to probably actually make this at some point because this actually sounds really good. I was like, I'm gonna make this. Make week, it. Probably. Make,
1: it in, make it in your slow cooker and then leave the cheese. Yes. Out.
0: Yeah. yeah. Definitely. We don't need cheese for this. Cheese gonna ruin, especially cheddar cheese. No, thank you. Okay, so that's goulash. This is an American goulash. I just found where it said that, but I'm also gonna find a more classic goulash and also put that in the show notes for people to look at too. Okay. So our next thing we're, oh, first, before we move on, let me plug myself. Hi, everybody. And thank you for listening to the show. So I know you're wondering what's the big deal about ratings and reviews? And why is this woman always talking about them? Here's the thing. When you rate or review any podcast that you like, it gets more people to listen to it. It gets more recognized. It puts it out there. So I am here humbly asking you to please rate and or review the podcast. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, literally anything, just, it takes five seconds. Even if you wanna go on my website, which is in the show notes and the link in my bio on any social media page, you will find a page where you can write a review on the website too. So it's completely up to you how you wanna review. It's really easy. It does a lot for the podcast and we really, really appreciate it. Okay, thank you and continue to enjoy the show. Okay, so that's that. So now we're mm-hmm. gonna go to the next part. So your Instagram handle handle is harf and B Yes. So I was like, I'm gonna find some hearthy kind of s- Slavic spells to talk about because that's fun. I'm using actually using Madame Pamita's book because she has a lot of these cool bread spells, mm. like, like spells that involve food. And I was like, yes. yeah, that's, let's do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole thing here, which I don't know. She's Ukrainian, but she does a lot of different Slavic stuff, like in general. There are mm-hmm. these bread, this bread divination, which I thought was pretty cool. With bread divination, you can make bread in different ways to basically make it a spell. And I thought that was really cool. So Uh here we were talking about how bread was traditionally, back in the day, baked on a Saturday. And it was believed that if the breads turned out really well, you could use ritual breads to bring luck, health, or wealth to your home. But if the bread was bad, that's not good. Because Uh it meant... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it meant it meant shit was about to go down it meant yep. something
1: was everything meant something everything <laughs> meant something
0: <laughs> don't you love i love i love and hate it because this, that's also a very west african thing it's like everything means something or everything has a spiritual thing behind it right. and i know and sometimes it is annoying because you're like no like it just fell like that glass just fell but yeah. everybody's like the glass fell our one whole time I is first.
1: One time <laughs> I broke, I literally broke my ladle in half. I'm making something, I broke my ladle in half. And I posted it on my stories. And I was like, Kitchen riches be like, oh, it's a sign. It's, it's a sign. And I wrote, yeah, it's a sign. I need to go buy
0: a new ladle. <laughs> Isn't it so funny? I feel like every single person is, or like almost every culture, I guess Greek people, if you can break a dish for a good thing, but, yes. And I know in Jewish tradition, after the wedding, they break like a glass. But mm-hmm. every, most of the other people I know, if you break something by accident, everybody's cursed. We all must need to go to church <laughs> or something. Like every, I remember breaking like a bowl, like when I was a kid, because I was clumsy. And my dad was like, oh no, oh God, <laughs> this bowl is broken. I was like, what's gonna happen? He's like, I don't know, but I'm so nervous. <laughs> or, 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 my, or my favorite would be like,
1: that's two. We're gonna have to wait for three. Things come in threes. Oh, I'd be yes. like, oh god, I just, I just flipped.
0: As soon as you hear like, and it, God bless everybody, but as soon as you hear like, there's a ninety-year-old woman that like so and so passed away. They're like, death comes in threes. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're just like waiting for. it's, it's like oh, person was very maybe they just watered the odds. It's so crazy. They're like, no, but death comes in. Th-. I'm like, okay, calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be fine. So yeah, if you have bad bread, it meant that everything's about to go wrong in your life or your family. A lot in the Slavic culture centered around,
1: around the harvest and the wheat. Mm-hmm. And because that was one of their main forms of sustenance. And of course, bread baking was very important part of the culture. Yeah. And it was all the Slavic countries, whether it was Yugoslavia or Croatia or Bosnia or Poland, or Ukraine or Slovakia. This was, a, our, our ancestors were farmers and this was a central part. And, and something went wrong with it. God forbid you opened the flower and found weevils in the flower. That was just oh. like, that was it. You were cursed. <coughs> Somebody had put the evil eye on you. It wasn't like, oh, maybe we should have put the lid on more securely. Or we, yeah. <laughs> we should have we left it outside. Couldn't it be that. Yeah. That's what it was. You were cursed. So, was- yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> and I... And that is another really good point that you brought up, because a lot of our ancestors were farmers or were dependent on the farmer in their community. If they weren't the farmer, maybe they were the blacksmith or they were the local midwife or whatever the situation may be. But when you come from people who weren't kings and queens, everything depended on the farmers usually in the town and depending on where you're from say you're from a place like a slavic country where Mm -hmm. you have winter everything needs to go well right yeah because (laughs) because in winter nothing grows because that's how winter works and then if you're from a hotter country during rainy season it has to rain the right amount because if it rains too much all the crops are ruined right but if it rains too little all the crops are ruined so all of our ancestors were very dependent on the weather. And mm. I think that's why we have so many weather spells and weather gods. And because they were like freaking out. They're like, listen, if there's no meteorology, there's no refrigerator. There's no if shit goes bad, it goes bad. That's it. They weren't being able to trade and get pineapples from Hawaii if you lived in Mongolia. That wasn't an option. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you
1: weren't yeah. gonna
0: starve. Like
1: so That I was it. Like, it was oh. a done deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> what was interesting, though, uh, uh, along the lines of what you're talking about, is that a lot of times in the in the coldest part of the winters, you, th- that was it. There was you, you you hunkered down in the house, and and there would be times when it wasn't until spring that you didn't find that you found out that your neighbors didn't make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, when I think of sometimes like how, and people talk about oh religion is waning right now. Big popular religions and actually spirituality is like on the rise but major mm. religions are on the downfall or whatever. Not downfall but you know what I'm trying to say. But you think about people like oh yeah those old people they were so religious and what's wrong with them? Because they had to be because praying was the only way they would get through through certain things. Like you're saying yeah. if you have to be in the house for three months with just your relations those are the only people and you don't know how your best friend Matilda down the street is doing because you don't have a phone. And honestly, it's negative three degrees outside. You can't go outside to go hang out with Matilda. You don't and know there's if no she.
1: Snowplows coming down to clear the streets. Snowplows. You got Matilda... a couple. Yeah, no, you got a couple good snowstorms one on top of the other, and you were in there for a while.
0: <laughs> you were in there. The only time you went out was to take care of like your horse. Your good friend Matilda was pregnant. You don't even know if she got through that because when she was about to have the baby, she has to call the midwife. Where's the midwife? Down the street. Can she get out of the house? So stressful. <laughs> like, it's just so much going on. So I'm like, yeah, no wonder people were dependent on religion, because they were like, man, maybe this is the only way we're going to get through is by praying, right? Like, because exactly, what else? Again, we can't control the weather. And, oh. then, and
1: then there was that whole, you're talking about people who didn't, they're poor people, so they don't have their lower socioeconomic, they don't have access to the education that we have mm-hmm. access to today. And I mean, If you think about it, depending on the the region and all there, there were times when people were lucky if they got a third grade education.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: And so if you put yourself into that mindset of what you understood and what you thought when you were three years old, there was so much beyond our understanding. And so the natural conclusion for them was that there had to be someone greater than them controlling what was going on exactly and i think at times too it it, it played into like how do they make peace with these things that are happening i mean if you think about it a, a lot of we romanticize you know our ancestors and like you'll see people wearing the traditional folk uh folk dress and all of that and all but if you really think about what their lives were like it's scary i forget somebody quoted a statistic on infant mortality basically Like women got used to the fact that it was a 50-50 chance if your baby made it to to their first birthday.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. So think about going through those types of challenges with a third grade education. How do you rationalize this? The only thing you could do is to really say there must be somebody greater or somebody's greater than us controlling the weather and the sun and the crop and the, so we have to make them happy and please Mm -hmm. them. And of uh-huh. course, then there's the use of the prayer. If you're stuck in the home with your mother-in-law for an entire winter, you'd be praying, "Please, God, don't let me kill her." <laughs> there's that too. There's that. Please don't let me choke my husband for saying another stupid thing. <laughs> I know
0: it was rough. Biting man. his toenails in bed again. <laughs> I know. She's just sitting there like, is it March yet? Can it's I leave? March yet. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. I'm going to lose my mind in this house with these people. Like... <laughs> Listen, we get like that after one weekend. Oh, yeah. During COVID, I think everybody was <laughs> like, I'm going to lose it. Like, <laughs> if I don't get out of this house. This is what people went through every year. And, okay. So, we, okay. Some of the other bread divination stuff so we got if the bread was supposed to be light and flavorful that meant you were trying to get happiness in the home Mm -hmm. if it was flavorful but a heavy bread that means you were looking for kindness and wisdom in your home however challenges may arise If you wanted the bread to be light, but it was unappetizing and flavorless, I mean, it was about greed and laziness. Oh no, that's not good. Mm. If it was tough and chewy, you probably didn't bake it well enough, but okay. Or maybe you overworked it. (laughs) Yeah, but this makes sense, right? Because that means it was a lack of logical thinking. Yeah, because maybe you just Mm -hmm. did it wrong. That's okay. You can make mistakes. Dry and hard, you probably, it's probably. You distractions I love that you were distracted and you left in the oven too long probably Mm -hmm. something is off yeah probably cracks on the surface that meant there was a warning of danger and if it was burned it talked about quarrels and spite makes sense yeah people also really like to use honey and mead honey is like a big thing all over the world I think though because people realize yeah without bees we'd all just like be dead and then be at the end of it
1: um. <laughs> but if you, if you think about it a lot of uh, like the way that you're you're reading it the way that she explains it folk mm-hmm. magic really follows logic yeah it really follows logic and so yeah if you burn the bread like look what happened to me the other day without mm-hmm. sharing too much of it I was very distracted and I was cooking dinner and the next thing I know the water evaporated out of it like mm-hmm. I couldn't look at that and take it as a, a negative omen, because I was distracted. So all of the water evaporated out and I burned the food that I was cooking.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: a lot of it follows this type of logic, you started to talk about honey. On Christmas Eve, we have a very big tradition, an evening vigil that we do. And one of the things is that the mother of the home goes around to she starts with the oldest, which generally is the dad, but you know, mm-hmm. she starts with the oldest male, and they like do the patriarchal thing go for the, the men and then the women and she makes a sign of the cross on the forehead and she wishes you the sweetness of the upcoming year to be with you always oh yeah. now the interesting thing was that like depending on who the mom was at the time doing it you'd be like oh i just hope she doesn't have a heavy thumb because otherwise <laughs> he would be tri- <laughs> <tripping down. laughs> my sister would be looking at me going, couldn't wipe it off yet? It's are really gross. <laughs> it feels disgusting. I and mean, then coupled with the fact that you've been baking and cooking for the entire week, that has been humid. And you've got this honey running down in the first of your nose. And I'd be I'd be like, Yeah, wipe it off. You're gonna be mean this year. Wipe it off. And would be like, I don't wanna be mean this year. <laughs> I love that. And then another part of that of that meal with the symbolism was that you would we made. Of course, we made our own bread, but we'd take we'd all my father would bless the bread. And then we would take a piece of the bread. Everybody takes a piece of the bread and you dip it in that in that honey that she used to bless.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you
1: wrap a piece of garlic in it. And this was the other part. My sister absolutely hated this meal. <laughs> <laughs> I like garlic. She hated it. But you wrap the garlic in it. You eat it in the bread with the honey. And mm. you eat it to symbolize that life is not always about the sweetness, but that with the sweet, that the bitter comes the sweetness as well. Oh, wow. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You that can only hurt. imagine what shirt, what midnight, what midnight
0: math smelled like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Family's had this feel, but <laughs> everyone's breath is garlicky and smells <gasps> like, oh, that is so funny. That reminds me of, and I'm going to get this wrong, so I apologize. But I went to, I've been to like Seder at my friend's house for Passover. And there's a part of the meal where we eat something bitter. And I didn't know the first time. So I like ate it. I was like, oh, I don't like this. She's like, yeah, you're not supposed to eat it. I was like, oh, oops. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Also, though, there's a lot of telling of stories, right? You tell the story of Passover during the meal. And I Mm -hmm. was so hungry because my friend's aunt she can cook. She can cook. And I was like, I really want to eat all this food, but we have to keep talking. Um, I, was like, <laughs> I was so talking. I was like, I'll eat anything at this point. Um, but yeah, it was, it was but it, it's something similar to remind us of the bitterness of yeah. I think, the situation of what had happened. So um, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, seder's beautiful. I've, I've had
1: the privilege of, of being invited to the Seder. There's yeah. So much symbolism. And that, again, that's the, the folk tradition. It's the yeah. same thing with the velia that we do on Christmas Eve. It's the same way. It has all of that tradition. And it's interesting because if you invite a guest to the meal, it's supposed to be a great honor to the, like, supposed to be a blessing to the family. Yeah. And, but every time we'd have a guest come to the meal, my father would start from the beginning and explain the entire, everything he was doing. And my mother would be like, "Josh, get me the food. <laughs> You're starving.
0: He's like, no, I want them to have the full experience. No,
1: like, exactly. They need to, to, oh, like imagine being, and I mean, we kept this tradition. Up until a couple years ago, because my parents are, are elderly now, but mm-hmm. last year I started picking, up or the year before, no, in twenty twenty, I picked up the tradition and I started mm-hmm. doing all the cooking and delivering it to people to the homes so that we could have it. And mm. yeah, this is. But the, one of the big things is that the meal has to start at sundown in the winter time. It gets dark at what five. Something yeah. like that. And so imagine being like 25 years old and having to say to your boss, you don't understand. I need I to be in my father's house or he will lock the door and that will be, it. I will be disowned for the family. <laughs> like I
0: can't I, come in till tomorrow. You I know? can't <laughs>
1: close. I can't close. I need to be there. <laughs> I mean, I remember being married and having my first kid and my husband mm-hmm. and I were like, frantic driving up the car's like,
0: <laughs> place to make sure we got there time, so that he didn't lock us out
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i love uh, that that's so funny yeah. oh gosh actually i think in here it talks about garlic too so we talked about honey a little bit honey is usually like a sweetness kind of thing mm-hmm. and then it talks a lot about garlic but garlic is one of those things that people love to use like protection from everything with garlic the the whole vampire lore with garlic and then also there's a lot of stuff here with poppy seeds. Yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, poppy seeds are a thing." You could and there's a lot of love spells with poppy seeds.
1: Yeah. Um, I love to work with poppy seeds. Poppy mm. seeds really makes me feel very connected with Baba and with my culture, with my ethnicity because it's used in all of the baking and I mean, it's interesting because I learned how to make a, there's a poppy seed roll that you make with, where you cook the poppy seeds in like a honey and you make a paste that goes inside of this bread and then it cook, oh mm. my God, it's so good. <laughs> but I would, I, the thicker the poppy seed, the better. That I just loved mm. it like that. And then like years later, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm eating all these poppy seeds. God forbid, I should have to take a drug. <laughs> For work, I, I, I'd be like, I don't know how true that is nowadays because the poppy seed that we get in this country supposedly has been like cooked or washed or something, so it doesn't have that same effect as a true mm-hmm. poppy seed. But poppy seeds are, are are very big in Slavic culture, and and mm-hmm. you use them to induce. Think about, excuse me, think about Wizard the Wizard of Oz when they go through the poppy fields. What happens to them? They get yeah. sleepy. So you're going to use it in any kind of ritual or spell where you want the person to fall into a state of confusion, Mm. to be, like, tired, sleepy. So if you're going to do it, if you're using it in a love spell, it's to get the person to become enamored with you and fall Mm. into that state of, like, bliss where they're just so happy with you. I use it in a lot of workings, like, (laughs) when I want to, when I want to, like somebody's being a real pain in the rear end and you just you're like okay you need to leave me alone Mm -hmm. Um, so you would put the incorporate the poppy seed into the working to help them get confused and lose their way so that they wander away from you and just it's the step before putting them in a jar (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) got it (laughs) i love that i feel yeah that's like a gentler like you're like okay maybe leave me alone and then they keep bothering you you're like okay jar it is
1: yeah, listen, my my Instagram is very aesthetically pleasing. And, and like somebody said to me the other day, we were having a conversation. She said, You just have this sunflower energy about you. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And I said, She always has to worry about the ones, the quiet ones. Absolutely. <laughs> don't, miss, don't mistake kindness for weakness because if you step over that line, it's there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it it's so true though people who, who do that they're like oh so sweet so like they could never hurt a fly i'm like no those are the ones you gotta watch out for i'm like because they could i'm that same way don't piss me off i'm very nice but don't make me angry but yeah,
1: I, in all fairness it takes an awful lot and i think a lot of that's come like i've mellowed with age yeah and i think i posted last year around the feast of the seven sorrows of mary I posted mm-hmm. what can we learn from it. And one of the and I talked about how I had seen this girl online, another practitioner, a younger practitioner who said somebody bumped into her at a club and she went home and she hexed the person. And I thought, like, that's just way too much energy for me. <laughs> to yeah, be honest. it's just too like, hard. Do you yeah. know how much work you have to put into a hex? <laughs> and is it really worth it? But like she bumped into you. You're like, we've all down stuff like that. So. I know. I have to really, like, you have to really have rubbed me the wrong way for
0: me <laughs> <laughs> to throw the left hand, as my girlfriend says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. I love that. So, actually, oh, so there's some other stuff in here, but I'm not going to go into literally everything because I do want us to get to our story. But there's a lot of workings also with mushrooms and eggs. I really recommend this book for anybody who, like, wants to put their foot into some Slavic magical practices because there's a lot of different information in here and it's just a fun book to read yeah this is madame pamita's baba yaga's book of witchcraft which is pretty neat okay so now we're gonna go to our story and actually this story actually also has to do with her book by accident but i just wanted to also tell this story we did previously talk about uh, baba yaga which is a very popular deity in slavic Folklore and mythology. Um, and this story is actually about Baba Yaga, but I like this story. Um, I think I've said it before on this podcast. There are an estimated 3,000 Cinderella stories throughout the world, folklore mm. yes. of like the Cinderella archetype, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of them, but this story, again, is very uniquely Baba Yaga and it's just very. I like it. I like every Cinderella story I read, honestly. I have a few favorites, but this is also one of my favorites. I'm going to tell you guys a story today of Vasilia the Beautiful Mm -hmm. and Baba Yaga and how this all happened. Okay, so we got our girl Vasilia. So she was basically miserable. She was like a slave in her own house and she had an evil stepmom. Her stepmom was mean and she... Had a nasty stepsister. I think her, oh, her stepmom was named Galena. And I forget, they don't tell me in the story what her stepsister's name was, but we know Galena was her stepmom. So Galena was roaming to Vasilia. And Vasilia, of course, was Vasilia the Beautiful. So she was very beautiful. Vasilia's dad was not in the picture. So Galena treated her like garbage, made her do everything in the house. She was exhausted all the time. So she actually, though, had this little doll that she used to talk to when she was sad because her mom gave it to her right before she passed away. Vasilia would always talk to this doll. And one day the doll looked at her and talked back. And Vasilia was like, Oh my God, there's a doll talking to me. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> the doll was like, don't be nervous because that particular day Galena told Vasilia like to do all these chores Vasilia was exhausted, and she just wanted to go to sleep. And the doll was like, listen, just go to bed, and by morning, all of your chores will be done. Mm. Vasilia didn't understand, because number one, there's a talking doll, and number two, who's going to do it? But she was so tired, at this point, she didn't care. (laughs) She was like, I need to go to bed, I've been working all day. So she goes to bed, and she wakes up. And the house is clean. Like, it is so, so clean. It's cleaner than she even could make it. So, when she wakes up, the house is clean. There's food cooked. Breakfast is on the table. And she's like, damn, this doll is amazing. So, she goes to the doll. She's like, oh my god, thank you, doll. And the doll's like, no problem. Put me in your pocket so everyone doesn't see me. She's like, no problem. So, she puts the doll in her pocket. Galena, her stepmom, comes down with her stepsisters. And... They were like, who did this? And she's like, I did. And they were like, no, you didn't. And the stepsister, like, broke a glass and made her clean it up. Then Galena looks at her and she's like, what's going on? Did you break a glass? And she's like, oh, my God, no. So she cleans it up really fast. So Galena doesn't punish her for breaking up the glass. She just makes up some excuse. So then. uh <laughs> Galena then tells her, she tells everybody in the house, tonight we're going to do our lace work because that's what you do in these days. You get a candle, you do lace work. So they all sat around that evening and they started to do their lace work. And Vasilia, she hears Galena kind of whispering under her breath. She's like, Psh. she doesn't know what she's saying, doesn't know what's going on. And it's evening time now. So then all the lights go out in the house. All the candles are out. All the lights are out. All the lamps. And Vasilia's freaking out. She's like, oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? Now, this is back in the day. There's no electricity. And the mom is like trying to light. The stepmom's trying to light a match. It's not working. She's trying to light the lamp. It's not working. So Galena's like, oh, this must be Vasilia. Because remember how you cleaned everything and cooked this morning? That was definitely magic. And I'm testing you. And your magic is evil. See, you made all the lights in the house go out. And Vasilia is very confused. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, see, you're definitely a bad witch. And she's like, what? So then she's (laughs) like, (laughs) so Galena tells Vasilia, in order for you to reverse your evil magic, you need to go into the woods and you need to get a torch from Baba Yaga. And everybody's like, (gasps) oh! (laughs) <laughs> yeah Absolutely. you know why
1: because Deb is basically sealing her her death like exactly th- she figured she's not coming back for
0: this <laughs> it, thank you so much Karian exactly that's why she told her that so she's like everyone's shocked Vasilia is like no thanks <laughs> mm-hmm. like, but the stepmom told her if you don't go I'm gonna kill you but Vasilia also knew that if she went like Karen just said she's probably gonna die she was like I guess it's better for me to die out there than in here with these people. They're crazy. She started crying. She was upset. She got the ball. The, she got the doll and she put it in her pocket. She started walking into the woods and she's like upset. The doll told her like, listen, just you're going to stay with me. I'm going to stay with you. I'm a doll. Don't worry. I'm not leaving you. Um, and we're going to find Baba Yaga and just keep me in your pocket. Don't let her see me. Because it's going to be a problem. Uh, but we're, it's, we're going to get through this. So Vasilia was like okay fine. So she walked all night in the woods. She's exhausted. She's scared. It's dark. All of a sudden she hears a horse. And the horse is galloping by. And she hides right behind her tree. So first she sees a white horse. and a man in white armor. Then like a couple minutes later. She sees a red horse. With a man in red armor. Then a couple minutes later she sees a black horse. With a man in black armor. So she's like, that was weird. Okay. So she keeps walking, though. And she finds Baba Yaga's house. Everybody, we all know what Baba Yaga's house looks like. And if you don't by now, let me tell you. It stands on chicken legs. And Baba Yaga, our girl, she flies in a mortar and pestle. This is, like, her thing. It was probably very frightening. But she (laughs) steers it with the pestle. (laughs) So she's like... So... Vasilia sees the house. She's walking up to the house. Oh, and the fence is made of bones of children. That's great. So she hears cackling. <laughs> <laughs> she hears cackling, like <laughs> from up above. And here she sees Baba Yaga coming down in her mortar and pestle. And she stops right in front of her. And she's like, What do you want? And Vasilia's like, Hey, sorry to bother. But I need a torch from you, apparently. And she's like, and Bobby Yaga's like, okay, I'll give you a torch, but first you have to cook me dinner because I'm starving. And Vasilia's like, okay. She's like, you need to cook me roast beef. And she's like, <laughs> okay. <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> so she cooks. So she cooks Bobby Yaga roast beef. She cooks so much food there could have been four of them in there, and Bobby Yaga ate all them, ate all the food, and then she got very sleepy. And she's sitting in a chair and she says, tomorrow I'm going to go out, but I'm going to need you to do a couple things before I give you this torch. I need you to clean the courtyard, wash the floor, make dinner, prepare all my bedding and my clothes and sweep the entire compound. And if you don't, I'm going to eat you. And Vasilia's like, what? <laughs> like, she's like, I've gone from one bad situation to another bad situation. So she's like, oh my God, okay. So she's like... Okay, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Bobby Yaga falls asleep. And Vasily is like pulls out the doll, and she's like, doll, did you hear this? And the doll's like, yeah, I heard it, and it's going to be fine. I'm going to handle it for you. And she's like, oh, God, okay, I'm so tired. I've been walking all day, and I've been threatened with death like four times in the past 24 hours. Like, She's <laughs> like,
1: I need to just rest. another
0: Tuesday. <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, <laughs> I know. The doll was like, okay, just go to bed, say your prayers, And we'll figure this out. So Vasily is like, the doll helped me out last time. So maybe this time she'll help me out again. So she goes to bed. She wakes up. And she didn't feel the doll. So she got freaked out. Because she's like, oh my god, Yaga found it. She's going to kill me. But then she gets up. And she sees a broom moving by itself. And she's like, where's that broom? What's going on here? Then she looks down. And she sees the doll moving the broom. And she sees that the house is pretty much clean at this point. And she's like, oh, my God, you clean the whole house. And she's like, yeah, I clean the house, girl. Get up. But I do need you to help me cook because I'm a doll. And I'm only probably like 18 inches tall. (laughs) So Cecilia's like, that's fine. I can totally do that. So she starts cooking. The doll's still cleaning for her. So by the time Baba Yaga gets back, everything is pristine and the food is delicious and it's ready to be eaten So Bobby Yaga is super suspicious of this. And she's like, okay, how did you do it? And she's like, I just did it. Like, I just worked so hard. And she's like, okay. So she's like, all right, tomorrow what you're going to do is you're going to do everything you did today. But you're also going to go to the barn. Oh, and here we go talking about poppy seeds. And she's like, and you're going to clean up every single poppy seed around this barn. If I see one poppy seed, I'm going to eat you. (laughs) and she's like here we go with the eating me again this is crazy (laughs) so Baba Yaga went to bed once again the doll came in clutch the doll was like no problem I'll clean up the poppy seeds you clean the house we're gonna tag team we'll be done by the time she gets home and they were and everything was fine but this time Baba Yaga got home and she was pissed because she's like there's no way you can be doing all of this there's absolutely no way and is like, no, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. She's like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, yeah. But then she calmed down, Baba Yaga. And she was like, okay. Because you've been doing such a good job, I'm going to allow you to ask me any question that you want. And she's like, okay. I'm a little nervous. But now also remember, Baba Yaga's got all this weird stuff in her house. Probably like jars of weird concoctions and things like that and she's got a big hook nose they call her the iron nose lady in some stories she's got a she's got a warty face she looks like like think classic snow white witch that's what Baba Yaga is supposed to look like right so she's like scary looking so you think you have a lot of questions like how old are you like like what's going on here why do you live in a house with chicken legs but but Vasilia wasn't stupid she didn't want to insult her so she asked her like hey okay I get one question I saw these horsemen when I was coming here it was real weird she described what she saw and Baba like oh those are my horsemen the white horseman is the bright day the red horseman is the sun and the black horseman's the night she's like I command the heavens and the earth and nature and she's like oh okay cool I didn't know that Vasilia's like neat so now Yago was like, I'm gonna ask you a question. And is like, <laughs> okay. And she's like, how did you really get all those chores done? And Vasilia's like, all right. Now she's having a moral dilemma because she's like, I could lie again. And she might eat me anyway. Or I could just tell the truth. And maybe she'll respect me for telling the truth. I don't know what to do. But in the end, she's like, All right, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you the truth. So she says to her, I have this doll. And it was made with love. And that's how I got all the work done. And Baba Yaga was like, what? And she's like, yeah, (laughs) it's just a magical doll that I have. And Baba Yaga, at first she got really mad and said that Vasilia wouldn't have any blessings in her home. But then Baba Yaga, I think she was mad because she quote unquote tricked her almost. Mm. But then Baba Yaga was like, you know what? Actually, I'm a woman on my word. If I promise you a burning torch, I'm going to give you a burning torch. So she gave her a torch. But guess what? This torch was special. It was a burning skull. That's great. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) she gives her a torch with a skull on it. Um, Frightening. But it's fine. So she took it. And she said, take this home. Give this to your stepmom. And it's going to provide the light that you need. And she's like, okay. So she takes it and she runs home. So then she got home. And the skull turned on the stick. The skull. Okay, this is frightening. The skull <laughs> the skull turned on the stick and looked at her and said, be good and take me inside. Baba Yaga told you to give me to your stepmom, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Whatever, burning skull. So she goes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes in. She's very scared. She goes in. She calls her stepmom down. Her stepmom can't believe she's alive. She's like, what's going on? She's like, you wanted a torch. I bought you a torch from Baba Yaga. She can't believe this is happening. The stepmom grabbed the torch from her. The skull spun its head around to look at the stepmom and spit fire at her. The stepmom caught on fire. Oh my God, this is crazy, right? Yeah. (laughs) So then the stepmom's on fire. So she drops the stick, the skull, And the skull then looks at the stepsisters and spits fire at them with its eyes. And now everybody's on fire except Vasilia. So she's (laughs) running out the house. She's like, this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So she runs out the house. She's the only one who is alive. But remember, this is old timey times. There's no shelter. So now she just has no house and no family. This is not good for a young lady. She's like, "Oh shit, I don't know what to do." So she goes into town and is just like hanging out cuz she's like I don't know what to do. And there's this old woman who sees her and she's like, "Do you need help?" And she's like, "Actually, yeah, you need help. I'm homeless now. Um <laughs> my whole family was <laughs> burned to death uh, by a skull torch." that I got from Baba oh. Yaga and it's like, a <laughs> it's a spitfire and the lady was like that's a crazy story but whatever you seem like a nice girl so she took, so she the old sure <laughs> so she's like okay so this old woman she's so sweet her name was Agnes so she takes her in and the woman was like live by yourself and she's like i don't even want you to like do anything i just want you to hang out with me And Vasilia's like, okay, I'm going to hang out with you. You seem pretty nice. So they eat lunch, they hang out together. But Vasilia, and she wouldn't even let Vasilia do any chores in the house, right? Vasilia then started to get a little bored because she was used to doing chores all the time. That's like her life. She was like, ah, I don't know what to do. And the old lady was like, ah, you feel bored? And she's like, yeah, I need something to do. And it's got Vasilia some flax and taught her how to spin. And the doll also helped her learn how to spin the flax so she could make clothes so vasilia got really good at making clothes like she was so good so the first thing she did was made a dress for agnes because agnes is her best friend so (laughs) she's like agnes i made you a dress i'm so psyched so impressed she's like we have to take this to the king and she's like we don't have to do all that i just made this for you because i love you and agnes like i love you too but like chill we have to take this to the king because this is amazing so Agnes convinces her and Vasilia's like, fine, we'll take it to the king, whatever. I'm so nervous. So they go together to the king's court. And Vasilia's like, I got to stay out here. I'm I'm sweating bullets. Vasily is sweating. Her pits are wet. She's <laughs> like, I can't go see the king. I'm so nervous. Plus <laughs> Vasilia is still like, you can take the girl out of the like the awful home, but you can't take the awful home out of the girl. Like She still feels like a peasant girl. She's like, I can't, like, look at me. I'm real regular. So she's like, I can't go in front of the king like that. I'm so basic. And Agnes is like, shut up. I'm going to handle this. So she goes in there. And she's talking to the king for a little while. And all of a sudden, Agnes comes out. And Agnes is like, Vasilia, somebody wants to talk to you. (laughs) So she goes (laughs) in there. And the king is so excited to meet her. The king is around her age now. And he is handsome and she notices and he notices that she is Vasilia the beautiful mm-hmm. and they lock eyes and they're like i think we're in love because that's how love happens in these stories they lock eyes they're both in love And that day, like 20 minutes later, he's like, Vasilia, will you marry me? And she's like, absolutely. And then they get married. And then she starts making garments for everybody, even though she's a queen now, just because she likes to. She starts making (laughs) garments for everybody. And her garments were renowned, like known throughout the kingdom. Everybody was like, wow, Vasilia, she's such a good dressmaker. and, And like, she's so good. Such a good tailor. And then she and the king lived happily ever after and her doll stayed with her for the rest of her life and she took care of Agnes and everybody was friends and everyone was happy. The end. <laughs> Yay! Yay! It all worked out! <laughs> Thank
1: God! And all oh,
0: God. burning skulls and all, everything was fine in the end.
1: <laughs> Nothing like a beautiful Slavic fairy tale can run <laughs> you off to sleep.
0: Okay, can I say I like really enjoy fairy tales? Obviously, because of this podcast, but also I read a lot of different ones. Slavic and German fairy tales are so hardcore. Oh, (laughs) they're so. There is. There's something like. (laughs) I'm so scared. I'm so
1: scared. What are you scared of?
0: (laughs) People's heads are being cut off. People are accidentally eating others. Like it's a lot. Going on. I'm like, oh I normally my friend <laughs> with south four times on the way. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> just another Tuesday.
0: It's like, every Thank I love know. different cultures in the story. Like and then there's like uh, a Thousand One Arabian Nights where like their folk tales just like don't really end. It's like it's never Whoa. like happily ever after. It's just like and everything was okay, but not really. It's like what. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny like every culture just how they're so different with their folktales but yeah folktales and fairy tales are they were meant to be dark I don't think people realize that Disney made you think they're supposed to be no they were supposed to be for adults so yeah that's why they're dark like this, because they um, weren't going to be like, and everything was fine. No, they're like, and then this crazy shit happened. And everyone's like, ah.
1: like, I mean, if you think about it, that's really honestly like the way that they kept people from getting into, into trouble. I mean, I was yeah. uh, talking to my dad recently. The temperature had been really high. And he had asked my husband to come down and do some work for him in the garden. And he was talking about, no, he can't come. It's too hot. It's just that and the other. And somehow we got to talking about the Slavic spirit of the who was supposedly this woman that walked with a sickle. And she would cut you down at the knees if you were caught working at noon in the summer heat. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it now, it was heat stroke. But I mean like like how much more like scary is it like to say, No don't go out there, this one with a big sickle will cut you down by the <laughs> knees if you're in some like, Okay. I'm, don't worry about me, I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the house with a beer, no worries. <laughs> But that's how yes. these stories were too. I mean, like, where did these people live? They lived in, in, in the Slavic countries. They lived in the mountains or they mm-hmm. there was woods all around and bears and wolves and things were, it was co- pretty common to have those things wandering across your lawn or whatever mm-hmm. on an, any given day. And like, how did you keep the children out of the forest? Because you just told them these stories. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why witches are always in the woods. It's because they don't want you to get lost, like, it's,
1: like no. It's go- because they can't deal with the crazy people in the town, so they
0: go live. Like- <laughs> exactly, they're like that crazy lady in the woods. They tell the kids so the kids don't get lost, but also there is probably just an eccentric person in the woods. She's probably yes. the
1: one going. Yeah, I'm crazy. You I want to come around here? No, you need to stay in the
0: town. <laughs> meanwhile she just wants to read a book like she just wants to be left alone <laughs> Make like, <a> nice
1: <laughs> tea, hanging out in the hammock reading her book you know, all day for a while
0: exactly she wants to garden without everyone asking her what she's yeah. doing like she just wants to relax I'm gonna leave her alone
1: stepping on my turnips <laughs> <laughs> always asking me for something
0: <laughs> they're like ooh, it looks like you have some nice cucumber she's like leave me al- I want to eat my cucumber Leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That brings us to the end of our show. So, Carrie-Anne, thank you so much for being here. And can you tell us, like, where people can find you on the internet? On the internet,
1: they can mm. find me.
0: That's <laughs> the so old school. I know.
1: <laughs> you can find me on the socials. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Thread. I almost said Vine. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm on, I don't think you it. i on Thread. I don't do Twitter anymore because I don't like to argue with people. <laughs> but I'm also on Facebook. And I'm just now venturing into YouTube, all at Hearth and Besom
0: okay yeah i know i never had a twitter because i was like i'm very confused but i know threads is the same thing but i feel like threads is very calm and fun everyone's just like posting about yeah. their day and it's very cute i enjoy it
1: yeah it's, i it's tried that lemon eight once uh for a little while but I, I haven't gotten the hang of that one yet so we might revisit it but for <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
0: Like I said, like I do every podcast, everybody, all of Carrie-Anne's links will be in the show notes if you want to go and explore. She has a, like she said, her Instagram, very aesthetically pleasing. You learn a lot of little tips. Very cute. I really enjoy it. I like your content. It's very sweet and nice. And I learn a lot and it's fun. Of course. So, Everybody, this has been Dying with the Divine. If you've been listening for an hour and you don't know what you're listening to now, again, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook. If you really enjoy the show, I really appreciate if you guys leave me a rating. That can be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Usually those are the only two places. Five stars preferably, but just say whatever you want. And if you say it with your chest. And you can send us subscri... Blah, blah, blah. You can send me suggestions for episodes Questions, comments. I do really want to start a comment thing. So if you want to send comments, I love a comment. Feel anything you want to send it to dine with the divine pod at gmail.com. And if you want to follow me, Ashley, I'm at Sankofa HS, that's S A N K O F A H S, and Sankofa Healing Sanctuary on Facebook. Thank you so much again, carrie Ann. And Thank you for having me. First comment is going to be, I couldn't sleep for a week after you. I know. <laughs> I know. People like, so this is what you do. You tell stories about braids Sometimes. that. Um- <laughs> <laughs> thank you
1: so much for having me. It's been no delightful. Problem.
0: And thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will see all of you next week. Have a great week. Bye.